Hello and welcome to This DVT Life. I'm your host, Renee Petrie. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I am so glad to be here and thankful to have a wee little break. In fact, my break somewhat coincided with the last few moments of summer, as most of us are now heading back to school for work or for self, or having youngsters heading back to school, or we're getting ourselves ready for that fall breeze that's been sneaking in my window the past few days. Nevertheless, we're all moving through cycles over and over again anyways, so... Even though we're, we're now back on, we've always been here, and we're also leaving. Confusing? Yeah, for me too. Let's just say I'm excited to be here and happy to have been where I was and looking forward to what is to come. All of that being said, it's good to be back. I'm going to close our summer series now, as this is the last breath of the summer, well, at least according to the academic calendars, I feel what a better way to get us back into the groove with sealing the summer up and into the beginning of what shall come after. If you remember, our summer series was based on the part of the theory that states that DVT is an embodied, aesthetic, relational, developmental process of transformation within a play space. We've heard some fun little stories, or maybe not so fun, I mean, I don't know how you take them in, so, about embodied, aesthetic, and relational, and what remains is the developmental process of transformation within a play space. I find these last parts really hard to succinctly share with you. They seem to hold the method, the process, the thing that I always find myself getting so excited to discuss and pick apart and examine, the process of our work. I love the process of how this thing we call DBT happens. There's so much going on, and I can't resist the urge to unpack it all at all times, always. I'm a tad bit obsessed. Well, maybe just curious. Real curious. But I think that's a whole other story. So we'll get there, I promise. But speaking of academic, let's close up the series with a less poetic childhood northern stories, fun or not, and take a minute to academicize <laughs> these last components. I'm in an academic mood these days, given I'm knee-deep in literature about play, and I think these concepts lend themselves to, to help us with a little bit of clarity. But let's take these points and move, move through them um, to figure out what they could mean. So, developmental process. Basically, it's a process that develops over time. Clear, right? And a process that develops over time that has transformation in it. So, for example, it develops over time and it changes. And it happens within a play space. And this is the hard part. And this is where I want to start today. The container, the place in which we do DVT. This space has been qualified as consisting of play and is often the thing that we use to determine if what is happening is in fact play or not, or if we're doing it. If we're in the play space, wherever that might be, then I guess we're playing. I like to start with the play space because it's not that simple. And I think that everything else will, wake, will make much more sense after that. At least that's my hope. So, the play space. Number one, it's not an actual space. It's not a space like but there's a name above the door of some magical place that when we all enter, it's marked play space above it and then we know where we are. That's not how it goes. The play space is not a given. 
Meaning, it's not that you say, hey, let's play, and the other person or people say, deaf, let's do it, and then you're magically in the play space for the remainder of your play session. That's not how it works either. The play space is co-created over and over and over again. Think of the play space like a never-ending negotiation. The play space is the embodied, intrapsychic, imaginal interchange between you and I. It's the script of our experience together. Your script reads different than mine, even though we may have the same text at times. In the old blue book, we might have said that we were in flow. But there's always perception and interpretation that come to impact our reading and acting of Hamlet or Juliet, for example. The play space has four rules to it. Mutuality, discrepancy, restraint from harm, and reversibility. As long as those four things are abided by all who are playing, then we're in the play space. But here's where it gets a bit tricky, because my definition of mutuality is different than yours, and your definition of restraint from harm is different than mine. And how does reversibility work again? And what is discrepancy? And if we're playing about this thing, my mutuality is different. And if we're playing about that thing, I want to change the restraint from harm. So all the way through our march or dance or drag through the dramatic dramatic medium, you and I are never in full agreement, on the same page, on the exact same line, at the exact same moment, in the exact same way. There's all these beauty moments when we're close enough, and when we're so close that the energy soars and we all lose ourselves in the moment, just for a moment. So, the play space is something that is not constant, because we both have to keep checking in on it. Like, is it still there? Is it mutual when I do this? Which, of course, I indicate before I ask. And the play material mirrors your real life, but only once removed. Are you still engaged in what we're doing? Are we still both working on this? There's lots of checking involved. The play space. It's a terrible thing to strive towards because we all say things like put it into play or keep it in the play space, and that's ridiculous. Do you know how hard that is? It takes a lot of um, gusto or tolerance or freedom or patience or ability to be a forever changing point of balance to play and to create an imaginal realm with someone else that maintains its morality and ethicalness is very hard. A lot of us, myself including at times, cannot play and furthermore cannot play well with others. You have to be able to do all that stuff above and then be with other people and then do it. That takes a lot of talent to negotiate our way towards each other and then away, then again towards, all the while doing it while maintaining this space that is in constant change, transformation, and full of things we're imagining and pretending at. I like to think that this is why there are always people who you find you enjoy doing DBT with more than others. It's not because those you don't like to do DVT with means you hate them. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. But it's actually, it's, it's actually that it's so hard to play with some people because the negotiations don't go that well. That it's actually too much work, and that's not what play is about. We'll get more into this approximation or close enough quality that ignites play between people later. It's another kind of space, T-space. But let's leave that for now. Just mark it, and we'll come back. So let me recap this whole thing. Developmental transformations is an embodied, aesthetic, 
relational, developmental process of transformation within a play space. Meaning, a play space is something that you and I create together. We decide how the rules are going to be and how we bend them and stretch them, but we have to decide together. And you can't hurt me and I won't hurt you. And some real stuff will come up. But the dramatic medium will help us hold that. And when it gets too hard to hold, we'll go back to some of the easier steps to then maybe try again later when we're both more ready. I love that developmental quality. And you could help me and I could help you if we want. And it should be fun and silly and serious and then fun again. And let's use our bodies safely, of course. And, and we can decide what that means safely. And let's make stuff up, like things we've never done before. And in a way, it will sometimes have that awe quality that art brings with it. It will have a rhythm that comes with dance, if we decide we're going to abandon our control and surrender to the play. That's what makes play aesthetically pleasing, the dramatic medium with some surrender in it and a dash of authenticity. Remember, a play space is not a real space. It's one that it's ours, though. I own it, and so do you. And it's hard to co-own things. With some people, it's way easier, and with others, it's a lot of work. But because it develops over time, and we can go back in time, and then again forward, we get to have a lot of practice on our path. We get to try a lot of different directions and dimensions to our journey. It's not the destination of the play space. It's the journey. The journey that shifts and moves and ebbs and flows and transforms. It transforms me and you. And finally, please remember that the play space cannot sustain itself. So you have to show up for it. And I have to show up for it. More like for me and for you. For us. So there you have it. Another episode down. And hopefully the conversation's still going strong. Feel free to give me an email at thisdvtlife at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, or any story ideas. Don't forget to subscribe at your iTunes store. Thanks again for listening. Take care and play on.